maybe one day when I look back, I'll go, oh, yes, I was a businesswoman. But you know, when you, you do something, you don't necessarily think of it like that at the time. I feel like Colo is a very exciting business that I do with my husband and my friend Tash. So I never really call myself a businesswoman because I see them as the business minds as well. Hello and welcome to Run the Business, the weekly podcast that explores the place where running and leadership come together. We'll find out how running can help us with leading, managing people and generally being better in business. We'll also try and answer that question, do runners make better leaders? I'm Anthony Gay and today, I'll be honest, I'm not sure where to start introducing this week's guest. She's a TV and radio presenter, and you can hear her on Smooth Radio Breakfast in the UK every weekday morning. She's also the host of one of my favorite running podcasts, Run Pod. She's a huge running ambassador and runs the London Marathon most years, often raising a lot of money for charity as well. In the last few years, she's also co founded her own business, Colo, which is a collagen and vitamin supplement created in the UK. Jenny Falconer, welcome to Run the Business. Oh, thank you very much for having me. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Jenny. You know, when you meet people and they're from a different planet, maybe, and they ask you what you do, what do you say? Where do you start? <laughs> well, it's funny because now um, different people know, lots of people don't know me, but lots of people know me for different things. So, for instance, um, People of my age might know me as a telly presenter uh, or a radio presenter. Younger generations might know me more for RunPod, which is a podcast I created. Or then again, there's a whole new market that's kind of aware of me a little bit because of Colo. A lot of people don't even know that I'm involved with Colo, which is the collagen supplement. And so they're surprised when they hear I am. So, yeah, I can describe myself in many different ways, depending on who I'm with. <laughs> and you, know, you mentioned RunPod. Thank you for bringing us RunPod. I know it inspires and encourages so many people to get out there and run. And forgive me if some of the questions in, in this bit are ones that you ask on RunPod as well. Uh, but when did you last go running? Because I know you've been through, uh, you've, you, you're working through an injury at the moment. So you're missing getting out there, aren't you? Oh, my goodness, Anne, it's so annoying. Well, I, I love running. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. It's kind of it's kind of what defines me as a person, so to speak. So um, I, I run to, uh, to feel good. I run to stay awake and stay alert, to refresh, to re-energise. I eat, run so I can eat cake. You know, I, I, just running makes me feel like me. And so at the moment I can't run. So you can imagine it's really annoying. And I was training for London Marathon and unfortunately got a little injured. Um, I was up to like the 17 mile runs and then I just got an injury and something happened. I've torn my IT band, which apparently is quite an achievement in itself because it's something that's not a common injury, tearing your IT band, which is like a, a band of steel effectively. Uh, so anyway, I haven't been able to run at all and I'm hoping that I will be able to start running in time for the next London Marathon since I've deferred my entry. But um, the last few weeks have been really frustrating, especially when you are injured you just see everyone running. Yeah. <laughs> you just see everyone running with smiles on their faces. They might not be, but in your head they are. And so I'm just insanely jealous. I've got major FOMO at the moment, but one of the good things about having a podcast about running um, and working in the running realm, I suppose, is that I'm still very much involved. I don't have to feel as cut off as I would because I still talk about running pretty much on a daily basis. I interview amazing runners. I interview people who have a passion for running. And also I've been standing um, at start lines and finishing lines, uh, hosting stuff about running. So for me, 
actually, I feel like although I can't do it, I'm still getting my runners fixed just in a different way. In that environment, because that, it's such a community spirit, isn't it? It's such a great vibe around running events and, and uh, people who run. There's a, there's a great camaraderie, isn't there? Yeah, do you know, that's it. I've made so many friends through running as well. And actually, I feel like I'm kind of missing out. So when I go and work in the running field, it's great because I still keep in touch with everyone I've met. And in fact, for me, I've made more friends through running, I think, in recent years than anything else. It's just brilliant. And I think that's what's brilliant about any kind of sport and any kind of sport you have a passion for. It doesn't matter how good you are. You might be the slowest person uh, running at park run, but you're still in the community. And you're still very much welcomed and you still all go for a coffee and cake afterwards. So the fact is, by being there and by uh, motivating yourself to get up and go and join the pack, you become part of it. And I think that's what's really important, actually. And you, you talk about how business, you know, do, do runners make good leaders? And I think actually there is an element of truth in that because uh, we have focused, we're motivated by running. You can be more creative. I came up with RunPod whilst going for a run because I was on a run and I was like, I really wish there was something I could listen to. I really wish there was something that encouraged me to keep going. And so I developed RunPod and RunPod's actually now becoming more of a business in itself as well. It's pretty much a full-time job for me um, and it's expanding into other fields as well. So that's all come from running, being creative, uh, feeling focused, having the drive to create something that is about my passion. Also because you know what the expectations are of your listeners um, who are the, the community around you. And so I think it's just recognising what people want as well. And um, yeah, I just, I just love running, basically. So when, and firstly, good luck with the recovery, and, and I hope you are back running soon. So fingers crossed for that. Thank you. Uh, when you did your first marathon back in 2009, did you think it would become this, this thing in your life that it, that it has turned into? Well, do you know, it already was a thing in my life, actually. So the marathon came uh, 10 years into my running journey. So I started running way earlier, kind of mid-90s. I was working in Scotland. I started presenting and I was working in Scotland and I was just, you know, I was loving life. I was a student going home, drinking snake bites and black with my friends. <laughs> then I was going on the road, filming telly in Scotland, eating liquors, all sorts, all the way. And I just started piling on the pounds. And I thought, well, I've always done sport. But now that I am working and full-time uni degree, I'm actually neglecting the exercise, which is so unlike me. And so I put on a few pounds and I decided I had to do something just to stay in shape, not to diet, but just to get back into feeling fit again and healthy and yep. getting the colour back in my cheeks. Because that's one of the greatest things about running. By doing it, you look healthy, you feel good, you feel alive. So I just started running and the aim simply was to run around Glasgow's Botanic Gardens without stopping. Took me a while to get there, wearing totally horrific men's jogging bottoms and <laughs> dodgy trainers and not having and having a discman out running with me because I didn't have, you know, wow. to listen to. And so I started like that and then it got to, okay, let's see if I can run for half an hour without stopping. And then I kind of went, okay, let's see if I can add a wee bit. And I'd go on the road filming and I'd always take my trainers and it got to the point where I'd get up before work, which is another thing I wouldn't have done. I'd get up before work to go for a half hour run. Then like the cameraman started coming running with me or director because people started realising, oh, that she, she really enjoys getting up. Let's go and see what the buzz is. And then we started having a little group that would go out running before, before we started filming. And actually, over the years, whenever I have been filming television shows, I've always taken my trainers and gone for a run early in the morning before filming because I feel like it sets me up for the day. 
But that, that kind of just ended up, the runs got longer. And then it just became something I did for fun. And I started working at GMTV years ago and I would, I would go for like a 15 mile run for no reason afterwards. And sometimes it's a case of going for a run and just saying, I'll just go down the road. And then you get down the road and you go left instead of right. And then so instead of going home, you're adding something on. And those journeys are, those running journeys are amazing because you don't have a plan. You're just going to run until you want to stop, until you get home again. And so that's it. So I've been running for a long time before the marathon came. I just never committed to a marathon because I was scared that I would fail at it. And you mentioned there, you know, the first reason you went out running was, was from probably a, a health benefit. And then it kind of, the reason changed yeah. over the years. What do you run for now? What do you get out of it when you, when you get out running today? Um, oh, for me, I just need to run. To, it's to clear my mind, to reset. I, I worked for eight years on heart radio and I was getting up at two every morning and I was on air at four and I was finishing at 6.30. And it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of night shift kind of hours. Yeah. And when you finish, you feel shattered. And the only way I got through eight years of doing that kind of, well, five days a week and then the sixth day I was getting up for 6 a.m. on the radio. So the only way I got through those eight years was by running. So I'd come off air and while my, my peers on the other radio stations, they would all go home and have a nap. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that because it makes me feel worse. I'm going to go for a run and I would run home and I would run somewhere. I'd train for the marathon. I'd do whatever. I'd start my run at 6.30 or maybe 7 because I'd allow myself a cup of tea. Yeah. So I would then go for a run and ru- running, it gave me, it re-energized me and it made me feel good and it really helped me focus on everything else I needed to do. And I had a busy day the other end of the day. So by running, I re-energized. And so for me, I run to clear my head, to de-stress and to re-energize and reset really to take on the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. And, and do you have, still have objectives? Um, obviously, you know, marathon is something you could time and you can have a, you know, I want to aim to do this. But just when you're out running, do, do you kind of, you know, do you set yourself objectives in terms of what you want to get out of each run or targets that you want to achieve? How do you measure success in running? Do you know, I should really do that more. So my, when I'm training for an event like a marathon or a half marathon, that's when I really set myself a program. I try and push myself. I try and stick to a schedule and I try and have some kind of, well, formal plan to my running. The rest of the year, I purely run for fun and it's almost the most joyous part. So I I get a huge enjoyment and satisfaction out of training for an event, having the challenge, finding, you know, some weeks are hard, some weeks are easier. Some weeks you, you, you don't know what you're doing and then other weeks you're just loving embracing the fact that you're having to exert yourself a little bit more week on week. But then in those off months, which let's be honest, are, is the majority of the year, I just like running. I like running because it's a sunny day and I'm going to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and run. I like running on holiday because it's the best way for me to start the day, get up, go for a run. Then I'll go back and have a lovely breakfast and sit by the pool all day and I'll feel like I've justified it. So for me, the rest of the year, running is just for pleasure. Now, I might go and do a 20K run. I might do a fast 5K. Sometimes I'll set myself mini challenges, right? Let's see if I can get what the fastest 5K I can do is. And I'll do it on the treadmill so I can really control it. Um, it, it, it just depends on, on what I feel like on a week-to-week basis. But I love the fact that when you're not training for a race, there's no pressure on you to commit to a competition or to commit to a challenge you can just run for fun 
And that's really nice. You mentioned RumPod and how it's sort of developing and growing. Um, who's been your favourite guest uh, that you've had on uh, over the years? Oh, my goodness, there's so many. I mean, I've got coming up, I've got like Ant Middleton and Chris Hoy and um, John Terry. So they're all they're all athletes or sportsmen or, you know, former military. They're all fully focused. And it's really interesting to see how they're what their mindset is when it comes to running and the discipline they have and the competitive side as well. But then Iliad Kipchoge, who is obviously the goat of the running world, and yeah. um, he was he was amazing to talk to because everything that came out of his mouth was hugely inspiring and sounded like a quote from a movie. So um, he was great to chat to. But then you know, there's stories like um, uh, Helen Thorne, who is one part of the Scummy Mummies, and how she's completely transformed her life through running, and not only you know radically changed her health because she's you know taken up running more seriously and and maybe looking after her health a little bit more but also you know she's gone through a divorce and she's changed her life and she's openly sharing how running has been the the thread that's got her through it all and made her stronger so so many people have different running stories actually I just I just love them all I think run pod for me is I love it because of all that you know that breadth of of conversation that you have with with all these different people from all different walks of life so again thank you for bringing that oh thank you this podcast is about how running can help us in business. And I want to talk a little bit about Colo and that, kind of how that came about. And, you know, firstly, do you consider yourself, you know, you mentioned the list of things that you do at the beginning. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur in, in doing this, a, a businesswoman? Uh, I mean, how does it land for you? I do know maybe one day when I look back, I'll go, oh, yes, I was a businesswoman. But, you know, when you, you do something, you don't necessarily think of it like that at the time. I, I feel like um, Colo is a very exciting business that I do with my husband and my friend Tash. So the three of us are working together. So I just feel like it's a really amazing business that we do. So I never really, I never really call myself a businesswoman because I see, I see them as the business, the business minds as well, because we all have our own rules. But um, Colo came about because I always took collagen as a, a supplement to supplement my running, basically to support my running. And mm-hmm. I used to just bore them to death, Tash and James, who worked together anyway. They, I, I just used to bore them with the pros and cons of taking a collagen supplement because they used to work for a while out the kitchen and I'd always come in for my run and then start, you know, getting all my post-run products out. And anyway, they were just like, oh my goodness, every day you're telling us this, why don't you do your own? And that literally was how it started. And so it's developed ever since. And we launched in April 2020 and we'd been working on it for about a year, actually, really kind of like getting our manufacturers, getting our collagen, just making sure everything had really great clinical studies. And we wanted to make sure that we provided a, a supplement that was not only one we were proud of, um, but was also the best out there. And so we didn't really rush the release of it. We also wanted to make sure that if you're going to take a supplement, it was really important that you enjoy it. And that we're not selling a product to people that was going to be revolting and didn't work. It had to had to actually authentically, genuinely be something that worked, that tasted good, that people look forward to taking and that had all the proven results. So um, we worked hard and then blooming typical that COVID came along. We were like, oh, no, how can we launch a product? How can we launch a new business just as we've gone into lockdown? But we had to kind of persevere because obviously if you're launching a supplement, every product has a, a sell-by date. And yeah. if we were going to launch later, then the product would have had less of a sell-by date. So we launched it and it was it was amazing. The, the reaction, the feedback, 
It was just so, so good. We're really proud that we have launched a supplement, a sports supplement and a health and beauty supplement into the market. And it has been well received by both men and women. We've really listened to our customers, which I think is one of the most important things you can do when launching a business, because you might have an idea, but you have to be flexible if your customers want, want to maybe, you know, change something a little. So initially we started uh, with seven grams of collagen in every sachet and we were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to increase this. We did lots of clinical studies based on um, 10 grams and we increased the amount to 10 grams so that we were absolutely abiding by what the clinical studies said. And we're giving you the maximum amount of collagen you could have in every sachet, which is more than many of the liquid collagen sachets out there. We also worked on the taste, which was already amazing. We just made sure that it is still the same fantastic tropical taste. We also made it informed sport approved so that pro athletes, um, we have lots of rugby stars, footballers, we have um, athletes and Olympians, um, golfers. We have so many different sports that um, take our collagen supplement and it's recommended by physios for people wanting a speedier recovery. What's more, we also took on board that people wanted something that was more sustainable. So we worked on the packaging and we made it 30% less plastic and, and recyclable. So yeah, we're really proud of the product we've developed. We've got a very exciting time ahead. We've been growing and growing. And between the three of us, we've expanded. So it started as a, as a job that operated out of our house. We then moved to an office. We had our warehouse. We have our factory. We now have a huge office distribution center. We have a number of staff now. We have, you know, some absolutely brilliant staff members who, by the way, are absolutely key to Colo's strength and success and and we are going from strength to strength with more products coming next year and it's a really exciting time. It sounds like an amazing journey and you know, congratulations on the success of Colo. We'll we'll put the details in the show notes. Thank you. In terms of you know the business side, because this podcast is about sort of you know where running and business come together. Were there any lessons that you kind of learn as you've gone through that, that you, you can share things that that you kind of, you know, you worked out on the journey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many. Um, well, it's really difficult when you're launching a new business as well to, I suppose anyone, anyone in this situation knows, when you're launching a new product, you have 100% confidence that you are launching something that everyone would want and would need. And that's absolutely what our collagen supplement is. And if, if you're listening and you don't, you're like, what the hell is collagen? So we all have collagen in our bodies, but from the age of 25, it starts depleting, which is why you get the wrinkles and the aching joints and thinner skin and yeah. hair maybe becomes a little bit less thick and bouncy and shiny and your nails start getting a bit manky. But basically the collagen replenishes that by putting the collagen back in, it replenishes all that and your nails will get stronger, your hair will get thicker, your joints will will ache less and your cartilage will be improved, your bones will be better, your immune system's good, your skin will be glowing and the wrinkles might be ironed out a little. So there's a whole manner of reasons why you should take a collagen supplement. But when you launch something like that, you know, you anticipate how many people will buy into it. And so you make enough product to kind of, well, to kind of satisfy the demand. But obviously you're starting a new business and the funding is, is limited and you don't know what return you're going to get. Yep. And so we were, we were kind of, did, we didn't want to overproduce, but then again, we didn't want to not have enough if indeed demand was high and demand was high. So we had, brilliant, we had enough collagen, but we then had to replenish the supplies in order to satisfy not just the existing customers that we ended up getting, but also a very 
quick growing market. And so uh, there was a stage where we were like, oh, my God, it's selling out too quickly. We've got to rein in all the advertising, hold back on the marketing. All the social media stuff had to die down. And we were like, oh, my goodness, are we going to even be able to have enough? So we were just like really not wanting anyone to buy it. And actually, there was one stage where we had to actually have it as sold out. More will be with you soon. Um, and that's something that you could only you, you wouldn't be able to predict because you hadn't, we hadn't ever launched this product on the market before. Right. So obviously since then we've made sure that never happens again. But these are things that I think you have to, you have to just take a deep breath and go, okay, so this has happened. Let's just deal with it. And for us, the ultimate, the most important thing is customer relations. And I think with any business, I'm sure you'll agree, if you have a crap customer service team, you're not going to get any repeat business anyway. Yeah. So you have to make sure your customers are your priority. And if they want something resolved, you resolve it immediately and you resolve it well. And our girls who deal with the customer service now, who deal with it full time, are amazing. And we are so proud that they are part of the Colo team because we have all worked together for so, so long to make sure it's, it's the best it can be and it will keep on getting better. Um, but without that customer service team, we certainly wouldn't be where we are. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. And obviously, Colo's not just for runners. It goes beyond runners. Oh, yeah. But in terms of, you know, your running experience, did did, did running help in any way, uh, you know, in, in getting your head into the place for, you know, to, to do the work that Colo needed when you launched it? I mean, where did running fit in in, in, in the sort of business process? Well, I mean, for me, it was a, I've always sold it as the product I need for my running. So, um, you know, the reason it's formed in the first place was because it's something that can really benefit runners. I mean, it, gosh, it benefits. It benefits everyone in different ways. Women going through the menopause are, think it's amazing. Anyone with a skin issue, whether it's rosacea or eczema, are quite, are, they're giving us the feedback that it's helping them. Um, Men are loving it for, you know, recovery after exercise just as much as women. There's, I mean, there's so many different people, but um, the running in particular, it's so good for your joints. And so for me, uh, when I go out running, because that's when, as I said, when I'm most creative, I mean, I come back in and I can think of ideas that can contribute and help, help alongside, especially on the social media side of things, because we're always trying to, all businesses now really grow on social media more than anything because, you know, everyone is actively on their phones, on their smartphones, scrolling, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. And so you're always trying to think of great content you can put on there. So, yeah, so running kind of helps from that point of view in terms of when I go out, I can be more creative. But um, generally, I mean, because it's for runners, I don't know, you always go out. I would I would never come back from a run and not take my collar. Mm -hmm. And is it, because uh, we get, you know, listeners around the world, is it um, available elsewhere or is it just UK at the moment? Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, in, it's available internationally. We, we've got quite a, a big market actually in Europe. We have a lot of customers in America. Um, uh, we are launching in America in the very near future. We have everything set up and in place to launch there. Uh, we're, just, um, we're just working on a couple of little things um, which will be announced in the new year and then we will be going to America with distribution center there which is hugely exciting because it's been on the cards for quite a while now we've just um had a couple of setbacks with something but it will all be announced in the new year so it's very exciting fantastic is it i mean how do you feel as, as somebody who is able to combine the things in life that you love into your work i mean how does that sort of balance for you because it's it it 
it's a, it's a privilege, isn't it, when you can kind of do stuff that you love and call it work. I know, I think that's it. Do you know, I think, Anne, as you get older, you want to work on stuff that you're interested in, that you have a passion for. And I'm in a lucky position where I guess I can do that. I mean, I fell into presenting, I guess, when I was 18 years old. I, I would have loved to have done it, but never really thought it possible. And I really worked hard to make that, to, to find opportunities and to get myself in front of the right people to get the jobs. And it worked. And um, I think you have to be proactive in chasing what you want to do. And so likewise, for me, creating RumPod, that really was the first kind of business I did myself. And, and, I, and I feel that I really wanted that so much that I went out of my way to create it. You know, it's not made me a millionaire, let me tell you, but it's something that I'm really proud of and I work very hard on it. And then likewise with Colo, you know, it's it's something that we really wanted and so we made happen. There's plenty of things I've wanted over the years, but I've had no idea on how to make it make it happen or how to start something. And it's just been easier to sit back and go, oh, one day. But actually now that one day is here and before it's too late, I want to take advantage of any chance that we have to make something happen. And if it fails, so what? We've tried it. Um, the only downside is, obviously, especially now at this time, no one wants to take big risks financially. Um, but if you have an opportunity to make something work and make something happen, then you should try it. And especially if it only is going to take your time, if that's your biggest expense, losing time, then there's not really any reason. You just have to make the time. That's great advice. It really is. Uh, can you tell us about a run that you've done uh, at some point over the years that, that sticks in your mind, a special run that, that has good thoughts for you and good vibes that you can recall and think, oh, I loved it when I did that? Oh, there's so many. Do you know what? There's, there's, uh, there's, there's a few. I'm, I absolutely love running by the coast. I live in London. I don't have sea anywhere near me. However, when I run by the seaside, I feel so happy and um, in the summer we go to we quite often go down to the south of Spain and there's a trek there's a run that goes from uh, Puerto Banus to Marbella it's quite a long trek and it's just amazing and when I run there I'm on holidays so work's not interfering I don't have to do emails um, I, I don't have any commitments for the day I think the biggest commitment might be where are we going to hang out are we going to hang out by the pool are we going to go to the beach are we going to play golf are we going to that's like my biggest commitment on the day where are we going to go for dinner and um, so when I go on holiday and I run along that stretch oh my goodness it feels so so good I was actually marathon training in Spain this year and I went for a 17 mile run yeah it was 30 it was I went at 6 30 in the morning I watched the sunrise went up to by the time I got back it was 32 degrees I have never felt happier. I was just, I was knackered. <laughs> I was very sweaty. I'd had, I'd all had to stop twice to refill my Bloomin' hydration pack. Um, but I just, I just loved every minute. I was in a place I like. I had the most spectacular views. There weren't many people around. The sunrise was phenomenal. And I knew that then I was going to spend the day with my family and have just an amazing day. I didn't have to do anything. I could just rest and just put my feet up. I just, I just loved it. Just love it. Sounds like a perfect day. And, and I, I, you know, agree those early morning runs where you see the sun coming up and, and you, you put it in early, you then earn the rest of the day, don't you? It feels like you've, 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 you've really, uh, you can enjoy it. When I used to start my show at two, thir or get up at two to start my show at four, I'd finish at 6.30 and, you know, loads of people are like, oh, does it not feel like you're, you're just up too early? And I would be finishing in the winter months, finishing work before sunrise. 
So I would run home to sunrise and it's just a joy. I mean, I finish work at 10 a.m. now, so mm. there's no way I get to see the sunrise when I'm running. But it's a, it's a really special treat. And if, if you have not run as the sun is rising, then you have to do it at least once. You have to because you're missing out on a very special time of day and it feels a privilege to see it sometimes. And what about the sun setting? Have you ever done any uh, where you've worked? I know, not as good, not as good in the evening. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but the times I have done it, it is gorgeous. I just, um, by, the, by the evening, I've usually got, done a million things, haven't had time. And there are occasions when I do run in the evening and it is gorgeous. I'm not going to deny it. It's just I've got more experience running in the morning. I'm definitely more of a morning person. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I was lucky to, uh, I was up in the Lake District the, uh, the other weekend and was up on top of one of the hills as the sun was going down. It's, it's a rare experience for me, but it was magical just to see it sort of disappear behind the mountains. Oh, nice. Uh, so running aside, uh, can you name a, a business tool, maybe an app or an inspirational person, something that, that you couldn't do without or has influenced you know, your, the business side of what you do, um, Collo or any, any of the other you know, endeavours that you've been part of? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think of, um, I mean, there, there are brands that I look at and I think, well, that is a really great brand and I kind of feel quite inspired by things like Huel. I mean, look what they've done, a health project that's become a huge, huge, huge thing. It's multi-million dollar business. And so I look at things like that and see them as amazing role models as opposed to an individual, I guess, because, um, all these brands, they, they come out of nowhere. Sometimes it's just someone starting something in their kitchen or whatever, and then it becomes and grows and becomes the big thing that they would have always dreamt it. Some of them pass by the wayside. But so I think when we look at what we've got with a supplement, we look at products like that and just think, wow, that's kind of, that's kind of, they've set the bar really, haven't they? And it's about trying to kind of get up to that level. And it would be the dream to do something like that and have a brand that is, is as successful and ha is diverse with multiple products. And so I think that's kind of what you do. You always have to be looking to the future and wondering how you can develop and expand and satisfy your customers. You must never forget that you have to keep the ones that you've got happy. And so with anything you do beyond that, you have to really think, well, as long as our initial customers are still totally happy with what they're getting, we can expand on everything else. So, yeah, I think that's it. We're just always growing. And so any of those companies or brands that have an ambition and want to grow and develop. I mean, for God's sake, look at blooming Jeff Bezos, who just started off with a little company and it's become huge and he's now branched out and doing everything else. So you kind of have to admire anyone who's just persevered and turned something little into this huge empire. Mm -hmm. And that's where Collo's going by the sounds of things, from what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. it'd, be nice. it'd be nice if it was a bit like Amazon, that'd be good. <laughs> and uh, sort of business aside, what's your favourite bit of, of running kit? I know you ask this a lot on uh, RunPod. Uh, your favourite bit of running kit or accessory, some running thing you couldn't do without? Uh, well, see, I mean, obviously, uh, trainers are key, but I actually, I've, I've got quite into, I don't, I'm getting more and more into my tech. So I have, um, over the years, I've had everything. I've had the Fitbits, I've had the Apple Watches, I've had um, the Polars, I've had everything. I'm really liking my Garmin at the moment. And I've got to say, I wouldn't go out for a run without it. And it's not necessarily because I'm wanting to chase a time or because I'm wanting to check out my, you know, uh, my heart rate or VO2 max or anything like that. It's just because... I find it like a comfort blanket seeing at the end what I've done, 
what time I've done. I haven't pushed it. I haven't looked down while I'm running. But when I get back, I kind of quite like to see how I did and how I performed and then compare it to the times I really am pushing myself. So now I've got to this, this stage where I feel lost if I don't go out with that bit of tech on my arm. Do you do you do the same? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Garmin uh, person as well, and and the latest update has, uh, it, it, I mean, it it blows my mind in terms of all the stats that you can get, and I think one of the challenges yeah. for us is is working out what the important stuff is, isn't it? Because you can see all the numbers and see all the everything going on. You go, what's it mean? How, how do I interpret it? And it's kind of yeah, it's great to have it all, but. It, it's kind of like, you know, identifying which of the bits that you need to focus on is important, isn't it? Well, this is it. There's sometimes it's overcomplicated. And if you do all those sports, oh, my God, you are getting value for money with those garments. But I think that very few people are doing every single sport that's available to them on the Garmin tracker. So um, but I use it for running. I, I use it for walking. I use it for going to the gym. But also I, I love golf. And um, so when I play golf, it's it's amazing for that as well. It's also great. I don't know if you've known that I've got an Epix and it's got a little sort of like a... Oh, like that's a, why I was looking at that yesterday. Oh, oh my God, it looks so good. It's good. And if you have to get up in the middle of the night, it's got a torch on it as well, which you kind of... Oh, no, I've seen yeah, that. It's, and it, it's quite handy. I played with it for about 10 minutes yesterday and I was putting it on my wall, my wrist next to... I've got a, a Phoenix 6 and I was like... It is significantly bigger, <laughs> I will say that, but it looks so nice. It is good. It is good. Uh, final question. Uh, what advice would you give to anybody um, in, in business, in a leadership role, who's thinking of, of taking up running and being more active? What would you say to them? Um, well, I would say it, it's a great thing to do because I think it's, it, firstly, it kind of normalises situations. So if you're feeling stressed or hit up or you're having some massive crisis at work and you just need to step away and get a breather and put things in perspective, going for a run absolutely gives you that. It can be a 10 minute run on a treadmill. It can be a half hour run. It can be two hours if you really have the time. But whatever, when you come back, it's almost like the weight has lifted off your shoulders. You can see clearly. And I also think it's really good if you're frustrated with something happening and then you can take the time out and come back and then reapproach that situation. So before you send that angry email, go for a run, chill out, come back and you'll probably send a much gentler one. That's all I'm saying. I think it's I think it's a great tool to help control your concerns and your stress levels. Jenny, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for for telling us all about uh, where Colo's at and where it's going uh, and Rumpod and and all sorts of other stuff as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Jenny Falconer for being this week's guest on Run the Business. Don't you just love Jenny's energy and enthusiasm that she pours into absolutely everything that she does. It comes through in RumPod on her smooth radio breakfast show and when she's talking about Colo Health as well. There's definitely a common thread starting to come through in the podcast, in the reasons that people run. Jenny talked about it clearing her mind, de-stressing, re-energizing and resetting to take on the day. And I think these days it's really important if you have a disjointed day, maybe you're working strange hours, you've got stuff to do in the morning or late at night. Running is this thing that helps give you some space in between these different sections and come to each part of the day with the right attitude and the right mindset. I love how Jenny talked about also running being something that gives a space for creativity and specifically coming up with ideas for social media. Uh, I think doing some deeper investigation into how running affects creativity and the different sides of the brain will be something that 
we should do on a future episode of this podcast. Andy Badley talked a little bit about that in the previous episode. And if you're an expert in this space and want to talk about it, then, then please drop me a line. I can hear a whole episode on that on its own. From a business perspective, I enjoyed listening to Jenny talk about looking after your core audience, uh, loyal customers. They're the ones that have helped you get to where you are. It feels even more important these days to look after those close to you. I don't know if you remember, but a few years back, there was a story about how insurance companies were penalizing loyalty at the expense of new business. Customers that had been around for years were paying more than people coming in new to the business. It's a short-term gain. Is it worth it in the long run? It probably isn't. And on that note, I want to finish with a quote I saw on Twitter the other day, which really resonated with me. Uh, It was from Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. He's the guy that does the amazing Feel Better, Live More podcast. And he credited it to Catherine M. Wallace. And it just made me stop and think about the importance of listening. Listen earnestly to anything your children want to tell you, no matter what. If you don't listen eagerly to the little stuff, when they're little, they won't tell you the big stuff when they're big. Because to them, all of it has always been big stuff. I'm Anthony Gay, and until next time, keep running and keep chasing your goals. Listener.